0: Excited about Jesus, and we love His Word. So we're ministering His Word this morning, and we're going to pick up some a new subject this morning, and we're going to call it "Going to the Other Side." Going to the Other Side. Amen. Amen. Uh, before we go there, though, I want to, I want to, I want to affirm what we all have and what we all should affirm, is that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Amen. And concerning COVID. It's becoming, it just seems like it won't go away. The, uh, the political part of it, the, the uh, friend part of it, all that, it's just charged. It's just charged with things that alienate people and uh, give people pause. There's a lot of fear out there. Uh, I talk to my kin folks, and they're, they don't understand. And, and I don't even try to explain because that never goes well. But the word says in Psalm 91:10, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. So let's say that in the first person together. Neither shall any plague come nigh my dwelling. Now we're just setting that as the standard. You've got to put it there before something happens. You just put it there and you say, you have to go around, go over, but you're not coming into my dwelling. Neither shall any plague come near or nigh my dwelling. I want you to affirm that to yourself always because it never lets up. When this thing is over, there's no telling what's behind it. But it's the nature of the day we live in, the end days. And in the end days, perilous times will come. So we're not even supposed to be surprised about the junk. And, and, you know, I, I think I found the Antichrist all the time. And then I think, no, here's one. He's really the Antichrist. But it's that spirit. Even in the Word, John talks about that spirit of Antichrist that was in the earth during his day. So that's 2,000 years ago. Well, it's certainly here now. And one reason that uh, we seem to have a hard time often is because we've just not been hardened to difficulty. It just seems hard because we've never had hard. We've just been in the world. But now as we, the more you get filled with God and the more you know who you are, the more you know who you are, the more you see how evil is waxing worse and worse Mm -hmm. and things that we just thought were just life. That's the way life is. Come to find out, it's not the way life is. It's the way life is without the things of God. So we're seeking first the kingdom of God Mm -hmm. and His righteousness and all the things. We don't have to think about it. All these things will be added to us. So we're not losing our jobs, but the ravens would bring it if we did. The manna would be on the on, the, on the, the hedge out front or whatever, there is always a way. Uh, but until we go to those ways, we're just going to go to work and draw a check and get promoted and, and just be blessed. And we're not haughty about it, of course, but uh, like Barry said, you know, we... we, we ha- what did you say, Barry? Hallelujah. <laughs> Uh, amen. It was good. Whatever it was, it was good. <laughs> so, Psalm 91, neither shall any plague come nigh my dwelling. And uh, we looked at Romans 8, last week, and I want to just imprint this with you. If, but if the Spirit of Him that raised Christ from the dead dwell in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in him. Now, the Lord's quickening us, maybe always has, but I'm certainly aware he's quickening us to believe God for health and wholeness before sickness comes. Not to wait until we can fight it back and beat it back and say, "Okay, I got the victory." The real victory is if it never comes. And so that's what we're engaging on if If that same spirit, if the same spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal body by that spirit that dwelleth in you. So, yea, we're alive. We're alive. Amen. So if you would turn in your Bible with me this morning to the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 8. I, I want to minister on uh, going to the other side. Now, that's, a, that's like saying we want to minister on the dictionary. You could do anything in that. So uh, we'll see how far that goes. Now, I've said this before. Let's just, let's just reintroduce it for this morning. That a practicing atheist is not a man or a woman that sits on the corner and rails at God saying, I don't believe in you, you don't exist. And that he does not believe in God. A practicing atheist does not do that. No, he just lives as if there is no God. Lots of atheists out there that just live as if there's no God. And uh, he lives as if God is not a factor in his daily life. He lives as if God is not a factor in his daily life. So you could say that if anyone goes to church on Sunday and hears the word, but is not a doer of that word. He hears the word, but he's not a doer of that word. You could say that he was a practicing Christian on Sunday and a practicing atheist in between. Now, there's no condemnation in that. It's just like thinking about that, that it's not as obvious... And it's certainly not as evil as we may have thought to say, well, yeah, there's a group of those atheists over there. And there's certainly people that uh, line up with Satan and Wicca and things like that that are overt, that defy God. But I tell you, there's a lot of people that are in church this morning that are complicit to that. I'm, I want to come back to that later. But right now, in, in, uh, I want to talk about going to the other side. In chapter 8 of Matthew, verse 18, It says, now when Jesus saw great multitudes about him, he gave commandment to depart unto the other side. He gave commandment. He saw the multitudes, and he said, let's go to the other side. In chapter 14, verse 22, uh, the word says, and straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship And go before him, to go before him without him, unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. We'll look at that again. In Mark chapter 4, Mark chapter 4, verse 35, uh, the word says, And the same day when the even was come, he said unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. Let us pass over. Uh, the word there, we've looked at it before, it means to pierce through. So there's, there was some resistance, like Pamela was talking. There was like, I know that's what I should do, but I don't want to. It's just, there's a, there's a resistance to that. In Mark chapter 5, verse 21, we're right there. This, so this is another example. This isn't the same one. When Jesus was passed over again by ship unto the other side, much people gathered unto him, and he was nigh unto the sea. Much people, excuse me, when the ship, when Jesus was passed over again by ship unto the other side, much people gathered unto him. So he had, he left one locale and went to another. In Mark chapter 8, verse 13, the word says, and he left them and entering into the ship again, departed to the other side. In Luke chapter 8, there are no other sides in John, but in Luke chapter 8, verse 22, the word says, Now it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples, and he said unto them, Let us go over unto the other side of the lake, and they launched forth. So I, I, just looking at all these different things, there seems to be a pattern that it's more than just his itinerary. It's not just like, okay, let's list where Jesus went. He went to Capernaum, he went to Nazareth, he went here. There's a pattern, there's several things in here where he went to the other side and uh, there was a reason for it because there was plenty of folks. But the definition of life for us is to be at the right place with the right people. Obviously, if you're with the right people, you're there at the right time so we won't say right place right time which is what the world would say it's even more specific than that your job my job like Pamela just shared is to be at the right place with the right people and there's a reason for that. It's because not all the right people are with you on this side Jesus went over to the other side to be with the right people and they were not with him on this side he had to go to the other side. So I've certainly felt this and that have you ever left someone left their presence saying well good good to see you see you later and when you were out of their presence you felt like you have that you left business on the table that that you didn't finish or you didn't negotiate a contract or a transaction with them in the Spirit, that you left them without doing all your business. Uh, have, have you ever had an unction? I certainly have, where you have an unction for somebody, and it's kind of a burden is what they call it, but you you never do stop and pray it out who it is and get ready for it and saying, okay, I'm looking for this, and I'll know it when I come into their presence. Have you ever done that? I think it'd be on us. We'd say, yeah, I... I never knew where that went. I never knew what that was for. But obviously, if we got it in the Holy Ghost, it was for somebody. In other words, he doesn't waste his stuff on us, and he's not occupying us with things that don't have an end. And have you ever, over I'll say, override uh, uh, an inconvenient unction? In other words, you had an unction, but really, you know, somebody's waiting for you over there, and here you are with this unction to do something, and you choose to vacate. You choose to say, I just don't have time for this. Yes. You know, uh, yes. yeah, uh, that happens too. So there's a lot of life, or at least some part of life, that's, that's not finished, that's not right in our lives. And we're aware of it, even though it's seemingly small. Actually, the biggest things in your life and in my life started out small and turned into something marvelous and magnificent and just amazing uh, when it got to play out, but it had a small beginning, and lots of things are that way. That's what the church we consider in Liberia is, that it's a small thing. We consider that here in some dimension, that uh, we do not despise small beginnings, yeah, because of our lack of understanding, of unable to see way down the road. We trust the one that can and does see down the road, and we just ride with him because we don't have anything else to do anyway. I mean, it's not like I'm, I'm torn between the two. Uh, so that brings me to this, and I, I, this is a common message that I have, is that my Christian mission, the reason I'm here, the reason, and there's lots of reasons, to leave. Lots of people find a reason to leave the earth. When they get older, when they get in pain, when they get into a, uh, a diagnosis or something where they can't function in this realm of, of that, they they entertain. Once you've seen a glimpse of over there, over in heaven, and you, we could see it now, but we're not looking for that because we're... Totally enamored with life and the possibilities, is that right yes. yeah we we got plenty that we want to do, kids we want to raise, grand sugars we want to kiss, and uh projects you know we, we got plenty there, but if you ever get in a place where you you're immobile or you have a lot of pain or or people have deserted you and hurt your heart so bad you get you get to looking for that you you start entertaining things because you think the good part of life has been lived. But the Christian mission is people. That, that you go, well, now it's to preach the gospel, it's to give to the poor, it's to help the, the... Yeah, it's all those things, but all of it's people. Well, it's prosperity. Prosperity is just a, a enabler to get to people. If you get money without saying it's for people, then you're on the wrong course. You're you're worldly. You're just like, you just want to store it up for a rainy day. I've had people tell me, uh, I'd give more, but I might need it for, you know, I might need it for, uh, uh, what do you call it? A nursing home, excuse me. You know, I might need it for some long-term care, so I'm going to hold on to it now. Nothing wrong with that. I'm not, I'm not complaining, but I'm just saying sometimes people have that where it's not for people. It's for me or it's for safety or for, uh, you know, whatever. And we all struggle with that. I mean, not struggle, but we all deal with that is what is this money for? And the word talks about it gives seed to the sower. Well, so there's seed and, and uh, bread, seed to sower and bread to the eater. They look the same. In our case, they're U.S. American dollars. We're not physically sowing wheat seed or corn seed. We're sowing U.S. American dollars, but we're also eating and driving and living in U.S. American dollars. So they look the same. There's no difference. So in the Holy Ghost, according as a man purposes in his heart, so let him give. We have to decide is this seed or is this bread? And if you eat your seed, it was good but it's not seed anymore. You know, it, it's gone. But if you, hold, if you sow your seed, then you don't have any bread until the harvest comes in on the seed you sow. So there's all sorts of dynamics to, to life. But uh, our, our mission on the earth, why are we on the earth anyway? Why, why doesn't God just take us to heaven? Because that's, that's where we want to go and that's where we're going. So what is this lapse in between that's got a lot of, frustration a lot of challenges a lot of hardships a lot of joys but everything like joy is multiplied in heaven isn't it it's gonna be better there than it is here and there'll be no devil and we won't have to get in faith about anything it'll just be there so the Christian mission is to be involved with people instead of being involved in helping yourself and the kingdom is that if you're involved with people that in helping them, the Lord will raise you up. It's a real hidden dynamic. But it is the way it works. That when you get involved with people away from yourself, selflessness, then the Lord works through that and raises you up. Yes. And it's, it's just a proven dynamic that you, you can't get on the other side of that. Uh, so relationships. I, I like to talk about relationships. Relationships. Relationships are a lot. Uh, we have a lot of them in our life. Some of them are chance, some of them we purpose to engage, but uh, actually all kinds of relationships happen and m- many of them are by design. They're not just what you and I think about, well, I, he, he, I, he doesn't call anymore, she, she ignored me or whatever. A lot of times it's because relationships, two people come together, two groups, they come together and what happens in that intersection sometimes is very divine. Uh, I like to say that sometimes the Lord has you drop off something to somebody, a word, an encouragement, a seed, a, a, a life gift of, of uh, saving them, intervening with them, and, uh, or someone's dropping off to you. How many times have we been at the end of it and the Lord sent somebody? It wasn't an angel, it wasn't a, heavenly vision. It wasn't a spr- scratching on the wall. It was somebody that came by and they didn't even know it. The Word talks about uh, uh, entertaining angels unaware. So they drop off something and you don't even notice. You're just like, who? oh yeah, I remember them. They came by. What a blessing that was. Well, the Lord's not just bailing this out with a big bucket. There's a sprinkling in our lives where we are Constantly being encouraged and being blessed, and someone's a part of our harvest. If I sow seeds, it's not it's not manna. It's not the crows or the ravens. It's it's men are giving to me good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. They're giving me, but that's how it comes. That's a part of my harvest. People, men shall give into your bosom. It's people. Uh, It's also the wind is opened up like Barry talked about and pour you out a blessing But a lot of those blessings are people and sometimes we don't give God the glory because we go well that wasn't God that was that was Jack So there's an intersection in our relationships and sometimes they just pass and it's just a few days or a few weeks And then it's over they disappear you disappear, but sometimes you get together and you you run for a while and they mentor you or you mentor them. You impart or receive impartation. And that's how the Lord does it. Otherwise, he would just send heavenly videos and Jesus would be at a blackboard. And he'd say, okay, here's what, we, here's what y'all need to do on, on, uh, on video 3B. You know, look at, the, look at the... That's not how it works. It's by people. We, we get it through people. So if everything is people, is my point, if everything is people... We ought to pay attention to people. Sometimes you run that intersection, you run for a while, and then sometimes the Lord leads them off to something or leads you off to something. And you go, you know, kind of like high school pictures. You're with them four years and then you, you, you get fond things. You see them in, in a picture or, or whatever, someone in your wedding, and you go, oh, there's Jack, I, that's cool. Well, Jack really helped us and whatever. But then they're gone. But then some people are there the whole way. That would be a marriage in God's eyes. That's how he thinks we ought to be in some sense if we cooperate. Now, if you get the wrong feller, if you get the wrong girl, you know, and, and there's fireworks, sometimes it doesn't work out and, and people have to reload. Now, I will tell you, God hates divorce, but he loves to be a deliverer. So I, don't tell me God's not into divorce. I know that's bad. I know I'll get, I'll get bad marks on this. But uh, he is against divorce, but he, he's also for us hearing the Holy Ghost and doing it right the first time. But I promise you, when I was 20 years old, if I got married, I wasn't hearing to him. I was just, she was pretty. <laughs> I liked her, so that, it wasn't God, but, you know, the Lord helps us. So my point is, there's a, there's a few relationships, and they are rare, where you cross and then you intersect and you just go to the end. And we really savor those because we get more out of them, we can give more to them, where two sharpening iron sharpens iron and, and two is better than one. And there's all kinds of dynamics to that. But my point is, people. People. Not just the crowd, not just you know the mall where everybody's just doing their thing. Not that kind of people, but where you have connection, transaction, you have relationship, it's, it's people. And I'm going to say this thing boldly, there is no life by yourself. Doesn't mean everybody's supposed to get married, but there is no life for the Christian to just go up in the hills and be the mountain man and uh, never see people or whatever. Just go to the general store every 17 years or whatever. Uh, that's not, that is not kingdom. That's not kingdom. We're down here for people. And he'll help you make money, he'll help you get healed, he'll help you be a, a connection to somebody else, to be a, a conduit, but it's people. But a lot of people don't get that memo. They live their lives unto themselves. They live selfishly. They're rude. Do you know any rude people? They're just rude. It's, you couldn't receive anything from them because they're just mean and they're short with you. And they're self-absorbed and they're, they're, they're full of themselves. They're narcissistic. Nar- they're full of themselves. That's what we'll say. And, and you, just, you know those. And sometimes we get alone and get quiet and we go, I used to be that way in some dimension. And uh, so it's important. Uh, turn with me to Matthew chapter 14. There is no life for the Christian without people. Matthew 14. There is no life your life is to find people and to either give them a transfusion out of the things you've got because everybody's got somebody they can receive from everybody you're looking for who you can receive from uh ideally you're receiving something this morning ideally the holy ghost is using a person to minister this but i can tell you I'm not robotic. I'm, I'm thinking thoughts on that he's inspiring me, but I'm liable to give a blooper. I've said many a thing up here and went, oh. We used to call it the Gronies." You go home and you go, oh, you said what? Oh. I mean, and I still get those every once in a while, I go, oh, what was that? So I'm not robotic. It's not a thing where it's canned. It's on video. You know, the video never changes. <laughs> You keep putting it in, and he keeps saying the same thing. (laughs) Let's put it back in and see if this thing's better. So uh, it's people, and we're receiving from each other. So we're looking for people to to be mentored, to be receiving from, but everybody has somebody where there's a flow out to them. There's in and there's out, and there's always got to be that flow. If you don't take nothing off of nobody... You're, you're a little, little person. You, you don't have much. Your scope is narrow. Your life is limited. The Lord has a, has a narrow capacity in you to be using you because everything comes from people. Even the Word was written by men and, you know, we, we and, and they, they've done serious, you know, they've done stu- studies about Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John that they saw the same things but they had a different perspective, a different angle. A different thing that says, well, let's major on this. And the other guy said, ah, we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the begats. Who wants to talk about the begats? Well, it's important to some people, sometime. Uh, Matthew chapter 14. I'm not doing very good this morning. And Jesus went forth, verse 14, and saw a multitude and was moved with compassion toward them, and he healed their sick. So he was with a group of people. And he flowed. And when it was evening, his disciples came at him, saying, This is a desert place. Now, how many of y'all know that was a that wasn't a word of wisdom, <laughs> a word of knowledge. Everybody had eyes open and saw that. And the time is now past, send the multitude away, that they may go into the villages and buy themselves victuals. But Jesus said to them, They need not depart. Give them give ye them to eat. And they say unto him, We have here but five loaves and two fishes. He said, Bring them hither to me. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass and took the five loaves and the two fishes and looking up to heaven, number one, he blessed it. Number two, he break. He broke the food. And number three, he gave the loaves to his disciples and the disciples to the multitudes. There's people again. And they did all eat and were filled, and they took up the fragments that remained twelve baskets full. And they had eaten more, and they that had eaten were about five thousand men, besides women and children. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and go before him, before him, unto the other side, while he sent the multitudes away. Isn't that interesting? That he sent them over there and he did the The usher work, the crowd control, the, yeah, yeah, y'all go over here. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship, but the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. Doesn't mean it was unusual. It was just contrary if you're trying to get across. Sometimes life, it doesn't bother us until we're trying to do something with it to get something done in it. Suddenly, we pay attention. And in the fourth watch of the night, whenever that was, Jesus went into them walking on the sea. We know it was at night. He He went into them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. But straightway, Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. Let's say that last three words. Be Be not afraid. afraid. So there was opportunity to be afraid. Y'all ever had opportunity to be afraid? Absolutely. Wherever faith has not covered a place, we have opportunity to be afraid. Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. Peter was come down out of the ship. He walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and began beginning to sink. He cried, saying, Lord, save me. Jesus was still walking on the water, wasn't he? (laughs) He wasn't dog paddling to the boat. (laughs) And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him. And said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore did thou doubt? And when they had come into the ship, the wind ceased. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. Persecution for the word's sake, the word come. And then it ceased when everybody was in the boat. And they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth thou art the Son of God. And when they had gone over, they came into the land of Gennesaret, Uh, And when the men of that place had knowledge of him, they sent out unto all that country round about and brought unto him all that were diseased. So he's fixing to work on some more. So um, he fed 5,000 men and a lot of family members. And then in another place in John, he said, uh, the works I do, you shall do, and greater works shall you do because I go to the Father. Ah, we're supposed to minister to people. Well, I just shun die, shun die no. no. sometimes you just break, you give thanks, you break, and you distribute what you have. Hmm, it, it sounds so simple. Life seems so complicated. But if you get it down to what the Lord said, it's clear what we should do and how we should do it. Uh, in verse 22, he said, uh, uh, he he constrained his disciples to get into a ship. Uh, one version said he instructed his followers and a, the message translator says he insisted so there's things that he tells us that don't seem connected we could say that here of river church it's like what's that there's churches everywhere what 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 is what is the end of it but there was a plan there was a thing and the lord is never just like you're not supposed to tell your children everything that you're doing and why and reason it out with them and and uh, justify what you're doing. You're, it, it, that, that's not for them. Well, the Lord's got things for us that he puts us in the middle of the plan and just says, trust me, I got this. And so we go with him and he's sure enough, golly, he's got it. And we go, that was good. I might trust him again a little faster. So Jesus walked on the troubled waters. It was not a glassy stroll. He walked on the... Troubled waters. Jesus walked on the troubled waters. You got any troubled waters that you've ever had to walk on? Oh Lord, I'm afraid. I, I this isn't a good time. Well, that is that is the time. It is the time. You can't wait until it's a better time. Doesn't it say in Ecclesiastes or somewhere that? Uh, uh, um, well, it's read the book. It's good for you. <laughs> Uh, that oh, I know what it says that uh, the man who won't if you don't plant when it looks like rain you'll never plant that's basically what it says if, if the clouds if you wait for the clouds to go you won't ever plant uh, where, I don't know where that is so uh, but the point is and there's several here is that the disciples could he told him to go to the other side they could have walked on the water. How many of y'all know they could have walked on the water? Now they would have had to ask him, Lord, bid me walk on the water because we know how to do the ship thing. And if he'd said, go, they could have walked on the water. But without that word, they weren't. Peter got a word, you've got a word. Verse 19, let's go back to that just for a moment. Notice that he spoke to it and it multiplied. Now I will tell you this morning, family, we, we won't go there this morning. But never talk about your need again. The Lord has already supplied all of our need. So we're not talking about need. We're not talking about healing. Lord, I wish you would heal me. Lord, somehow tell me, he thinks you're already healed. So we don't look at the need, we look at the other end. Thank you, Lord, for healing me. Thank you, Lord, for supplying my need. We... We have it backwards. We're not supposed to pray for our need. He already knows you have it. He's already supplied it. Do y'all believe the Lord's already supplied all of our need? He already looked ahead and said, Well, back there, down there in October, they're gonna they're gonna have this come up in their life. I want them to do it, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna appropriate that now. That would be like from the foundation of the earth. This is is called long-term scheduling. (laughs) And he's the only one that can do it. So they spoke to the bread and it multiplied. They didn't say, Lord, feed these people. They spoke to the seed, the bread, the fish, and Jesus did, and it multiplied. But then he gave it to them and said, you go break And multiply so what he did they also did in verse 27 it says be of good cheer it is I be not afraid but down in verse just 29 like two verses later uh, let's see if it's verse 29 or, or is it verse 30 yeah it says he was afraid we don't ever miss it, do we? He doesn't ever tell us in the Word to do something, and we say, sure. But when the boogeyman comes, when the waves are boisterous, when the, the supply didn't come when we needed it or wanted it or whatever, we get afraid. That's, that's, that's not who we are. It may be what we have done, but it's not who we are. We are not afraid. We are not afraid. And, and we have to dominate fear. Because it's sent, right before the supply shows up, it's sent to cut it off. Because fear will, will divert it. And so we're not afraid, no matter what it looks like. If, if, if spirit showed up and vi- visibly came in front of you. You know these horror movies that uh, they have, where they have creatures. I've only seen them in advertisements. but in these paintings, like Dante's hell, or these uh, pictures that you see that famous painters have painted, and it's it's grotesque and, and very terrible creatures. All of them were seen by people when they looked into the spirit realm and saw the devils, saw the demons. These things weren't just made up. Every bad picture you've seen of something that was evil and horrible was something that somebody saw and put it down and that's what they saw and we know what that looks like you don't have to wonder what does the demon look like they look like all sorts of things now well the devil transforms himself into an angel of light but if you saw him like he really was it'd be different Ah. Uh, so back to us if Jesus said, go to the other side, if he told them to go to the other side, then the word that had worked about the feeding them, if that word had worked, would we say that the new word would work? Yes. How many of y'all have ever taken God's word, believed it, thanked him, break it, distribute it, and it worked. And if you have one example in your life and you you don't believe in just luck, you'd say, if he did it once, he'll do it again. There's plenty more where that came from. Everything's turning out amazing. Then you'd have to say, silly me for doubting. Silly me for not making progress. Silly me for not saying, I've already done that. Let's do something we've never done. That's what I want to encourage you is that we all have another side that we hadn't been to. And you may say, I've dominated this side of the lake, and yay, we should dominate where we are. But uh, when's the last time you did something for the first time? And the Lord wants us to go the other side. It's time for all of us. Not, we're not all gathering up together. It's just in our individual life. We've got to get to a place. We've got to get to a maturity. We've got to get to a place where, where if he says jump, We're already jumping. Turn with me, if you would, to a very good scripture. It's in Jeremiah chapter 12. Jeremiah chapter 12. Where is Jeremiah? Well, it's over there somewhere. I can't even tell you what it's from. I found it, but you'll have to do your your own. It's on page 668. Now look at this. Because the Lord wants the church to grow up. It's not that we're idiots. It's not that we're just not doing it right. But he wants us to grow up to the next level. Nobody wants their one-year-old, their two-year-old to stay two for three or four or five years. It's very concerning. We may cry when our 16-year-old is getting ready to launch out and making all these plans. But on the other hand, we don't want him to stay. <laughs> we, want you, we want you to come see mama. But we want you to see me from somewhere else. And so in chapter 12, verse 5. Let's read it together. Verse 5. I'm in the King James. Do the best you can. Then we'll look at something else. Ready, read. If thou hast run with the footmen, and they have wearied thee, then how canst thou contend with horses? And if in the land of peace wherein thou trustest, they wearied thee, how wilt thou do in the swelling of Jordan? Boy, that's a, that's a, that's a zinger. In the uh, New Living it says, if racing against mere men makes you tired, how will you race against horses? And you know we're not talking about running and we're not talking about horses here the message says if you can't keep your wits during times of calm what's going to happen when troubles break loose like the jordan in flood so we could say covid right now we could say covid we've and we've been through financial things in 2008 where everything fell out and it was terrible and all that we there's a regular cycle of things that come through that just wipe out the church and the church is pretty much the the American church, anyway, is pretty much wiped out. And Canada has gone off the charts. And Australia is in the dungeon with what they're doing. They have, they have uh, invoked martial rule in Australia because of the COVID. And Canada, they just arrested a pastor because he held a service. Australia, the western side of Australia, had two cases. Now, I'm not here to get political, and I'm not on that. My point is not Australia or Canada or whatever. My point is there's always something coming. And if we say, I can't sow because the clouds look like rain, then we will never sow. We have to just say, bless God, it's pouring down. I'm going out there with my seed sack, and we're going to put some seed in the ground. And uh, he said here, if you, haven't, if you haven't mastered running with men... Something else is coming. How can I send you? Now I'll tell you, we ought to be masters. I'm, I'm talking to myself. We ought to be masters of the art, if you can call it, the art of healing. We ought to have mastery over that. Am I right? Yes. We, we are the technicians. We are the clinicians. We are doctor of healing in the kingdom. And nobody should know more about it than us. And nobody should be afraid that does know. And COVID is just like, that is no big deal. Because I know the antidote. I've got the antidote. I, And, and listen, taking the vaccine is irrelevant here. It's just like taking vitamins. Vitamin does, does not keep you from getting healed or being healed or taking a pill. It doesn't. It doesn't. So taking the vaccine does not make you a faithless, uh, uh, you know, Christian. It doesn't. Just whatever it takes to keep you and I in faith, just do that. But don't say, I'm condemned because I took the shot and now I can't. Just rise up. I got all sorts of things that's been done to me and, and things that have, you know, all sorts of things. But it does not disqualify me for this day. In that day, I, but I wasn't trying to be more than I was in that day. I, actually, I absolutely succumbed to the mindset because I wanted to live. The doctor came in one time in 06 and said, uh, we got to take you back now. This is so serious. It's now. So I looked at Debbie and I said, what do you think? <laughs> and she looked at me. I, I She's pretty calm most of the time. She says, What do you mean? What do I think? Get your scrawny self up and get yourself back (laughs) there. What do you mean? What do I think? The doctor just said you're going to die, and you want to know what I think? (laughs) Oh, yeah, I've been through all of it. You can't say uh, he walks on the water every day. I'm trying, I am endeavoring. I know I should, but I have a past. And uh, yes, we all do, Garland, we do. And we say, okay, that was for that day. It didn't play well, but I'm still here for this day. And so this day has come. I I ought to be mastery, have mastery over healing. So much so that that when sickness comes, not only do I dominate those symptoms, but I come to a place of divine health where they don't even show up, the symptoms don't even show. And then we go into divine life where not only is am I pulsing with the power of God, but the Zoe life of God comes out of my hands, my words, and other people are set free. We, we are not there, but that ought to be, I'm on course, I'm on course, I'm on course. And I'm compelled, my life is compelled to change people. I'm being changed by people like Curry Blake and and... You know, and and whatever you're getting here in River Church, whatever that is, but you got to keep the feeding tube in. You you we 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 got we got to stay connected, because it's it's a hellacious life out there without the things of God coming into this season that we're in. It's uh, it it isn't pretty. Uh, So the disciples, I'll say this: the disciples were not the first to be told to go the other side. And so it's still relevant today. I wrote down that Moses at the Red Sea, would y'all say he was told to go to the other side? I mean, it didn't hurt that there was Pharaoh's army was coming over the hill. I mean, it's like, Lord, what are we here to do? And then you look back there and you go, I I got that. I got that. So uh, the 12 spies that were sent into Canaan, how many of y'all know they were told, you go to the other side? You get in there, you get to the other side, and you have some good news for us. Uh, the Abraham sacrificing Isaac. That wasn't about stabbing your son. That wasn't about, I'm tired of him, He's, he's coloring his walls with the crayons or something like that. It was about going to the other side. I need you to come up. And to do that, you need to know you've come up. You need to know you've passed the test. So I want you to take your son, your only son, and I want you to sacrifice him to me. And as that knife was coming down, it was as if he did it. The angel stopped him, and so we didn't have to have a resurrection there. But that's what would have happened if he'd got all the way down. Uh, The Hebrews outside of Jericho, you know, that seven-day little thing wasn't about uh, exercise. Got my heart rate up, you know. (laughs) It wasn't about that. It was about going to the other side and trusting God that when nothing, listen to me, when nothing was happening, it was, it was erupting. It was, it, the earthquake of God's power was coming to the top. And the Bible says the walls fell out. You'd think that somebody's raiding you, they would fall in, but that's not what happened. They found the ruins, and the walls fell out. Um, the rich young ruler, that whole story was about, can you go to the other side? And the guy said, I, I can't do it. I, I don't have mastery. I'm still afraid. I can't get out of the, of the boat. The woman with the issue of blood, same thing. Go to the other side. If you don't, you're going to die. And that's, that's what's kept me going, is that although I wasn't everything I wanted to be and certainly needed to be, he saved me. He delivered me. He had people come into my life that said, it, there's a better day for you and we got to get you to that better day. Um, Peter and John at the gate beautiful, silver and gold have I known. go to the other side. It, it wasn't about silver and it wasn't about even that man's ankles receiving strength. Y'all know that's the only thing that happened that day. It wasn't like leukemia was knocked back. It wasn't like the plague was taken over. The Bible says his his ankles received strength. And that was the only thing keeping him in a destitute state. He could have just as easily been leprous or leukemia or whatever. But he just needed strength in his ankles. And that's what we're going to do. Is we're going to go find out what people need. And we're going to appropriate it. And we're going to, because the Lord has said to us, come. Lord, if it be you, bid me come. He said, Come. That's what he said to you and me in River Church. He has said, because we've asked him, Lord, have it's you bid me come. And he is saying, Giddy up, come. So we just gotta, we just we gotta get out of the boat. I don't even know what that looks like for your life. It's not for me to know, but it's for you to know. Because he's put it in there. Like we talked about earlier in the message where where you've got people that you have unction, but you didn't follow through, or you... We know some stuff. You and I both know some stuff about the next step. And you ignore it, you can push it down, you can say it's not time, it's like, I got to get this done, I want to go have that done, or have fun here, and then I will. And those are clouds that keep people from sowing, and you just never will. There's something coming forever. Until we get off the earth, there's something, there's, there's something coming. This, this plague, this pandemic, or whatever they call it, it's actually nothing. And I'm not taking away from all the people that have been under it and died. I am not. But it wasn't supposed to happen to the church. It wasn't supposed to happen to us. We are plague-proof. And the whole church could be, but they just don't know who they are. So they didn't say, Lord, if if it's you, bid me come. They didn't ask that. And so the 11 hunkered down in the boat, and they saw what happened to Peter. He walked on the water. Never mind that he fell and he collapsed and everything. He walked on the water. No matter to me that I have failed and collapsed and, 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 and the waves were boisterous. No matter about you that you got so far, but then you couldn't go all the way. It doesn't matter. Just get up and go all the way. Go as far as you can, but keep going. Go to the other side. Because everything you need has been tapped out on this side. Did you hear me? Everything for us on this side has been tapped out. It's time to go. Whatever that means to you. Amen. So enough of that. Hallelujah. I'm real excited about the things of God. The worse it gets out there, the more we get in here. It's a sign. Not a sign that trouble's coming, but trouble has come. I'm ready. I'm ready. I told y'all, this is bold, and, and we'll see how it turns, but... Ideally, River Church should have been kind of a, a clinic. It says, if you got symptoms, don't go get that or go get this. I mean, we're not saying defy or rebel or don't do whatever, but in addition to whatever you're doing medically, slip by River Church and a technician will lay hands on you and you will never get it. Or you will, or you, will you know what I mean. We'll fix it in Jesus' name. But it's like we were on this side and we should have been on that side. And so we, all we did was maintain ourselves. Well, praise God for that. But that's not the end of it and that's not all that's here. It's like when we get over this pandemic, we're going to, like somebody in my family said, I can't wait to get back to normal. (laughs) This is normal. And we've got the antidote. Hallelujah. So we give God praise. We give you, Lord Jesus, praise and thanks for helping us to see and know. Lord, we want to see and know for our times. You said that Issachar had a, had a gift, had a grace to know the seasons and what Israel should do. And Lord, I thank you right now. We, we're likewise graced. We know what the church should do. We know what we should do in the church. And it's not hidden. So we see and we know. In Jesus' name, it's coming on us. It's rising up in us. It's immersing us. It's saturating us. We are not those people we were. You saved us out of those days so we could be saved for this day. And we will not fail. We are going to the other side. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Amen.